Matt, every generation of Americans has a sacred duty to defend and protect our Constitution. Every generation has a responsibility to pass on to the next the freedoms that they've enjoyed. You and your team at Liberty Council have have answered that call. You guys are all in. I'm wondering, though, what are some of the ways our listeners could answer that that particular call too? Specifically, I'm thinking about how can they stand for freedom of speech, for free exercise of religion in their spheres of influence and in their communities? What are some practical things they can do? I think the first thing is to understand your identity. Um, so many people don't know who they are. They search for their identity in different places. And my identity is solidly grounded in Jesus Christ. So that's where my identity is centered. And consequently, it's from that particular identity and that relationship that everything else springs forth. Truth is always truth, and it's never going to change throughout uh, eons of the ages. So don't be afraid of speaking the truth, even when the populace goes the other way. You know, the eugenic movement uh, back in the 1920s, all the way to the US Supreme Court, was pervasive in every field. Uh, but there were some dissenting voices. Bonhoeffer was a dissenting voice among the Nazi Germany time, even among religious leaders. And I think like Bonhoeffer, one of the things that impressed me about his life is that he made certain decisions along the way. You ask yourself, how can he come to a point where he is hung, you know, just two weeks or so before Nazism falls and he's steadfast in, in his actions? Well, he didn't just all of a sudden wake up one day and become that uh, strong and bold. It was things along the way, decisions and stands along the way that ultimately God prepared him for the next challenge in his life. So I would say for uh, your viewers and listeners, number one, press into the Lord. Number two, be aware of your surroundings. I was totally unaware of abortion back in 1983, yet I knew the scriptures a lot. I knew the languages, but I was unaware of the issues in my community, life and death that was taking place by these clinics. Every time I drive by, get uh, educated, become aware and then ask the Lord, how can he use you? And he's going to use you one step at a time. And every time he uses you, he's going to prepare you for something even greater so that when even greater challenges come, you'll be prepared to make those decisions and make those stands. That's great. You referred to Dietrich Bonhoeffer, and he's one of my personal heroes, a theologian, a pastor, an academic, and a spy. <laughs> and he was spying on, on, on Hitler. Um, and standing against the Nazis. And like you said, he, he sacrificed everything for that. I, I really appreciate how you, you phrased all of that for people of, people of faith. Could you also talk about from a perspective, if, for example, a member of our audience isn't necessarily religious, what would you say to them about how they could stand? Practically speaking. Well, I think, you know, you said it, uh, Nikki, that we are blessed to live in this country. Uh, so many men and women gave their lives, shed their blood, put everything on the line to give us freedom. There are so many places around the world right now that have no freedom. They don't have freedom of speech. Um, they're coerced by the government. Uh, they're censored uh, much more than anything that we could ever imagine. 
we are born, we live in, or we are part of this nation that is a land of freedom that gives us incredible opportunity. And that is a, a gift and it's a, it's a obligation for us to pass on, to maintain the torch of liberty, but to pass it on to the next generation so that they can enjoy the kind of freedom that we enjoy. So it doesn't really matter what your worldview is in terms of religion. The fact is, I think there's always, uh, no matter what your faith is or whether you don't have any particular basis of faith, we all have this longing and desire to be free. That's an innate human uh, thing that we, we all share, no matter where we are, that we love freedom, we want to be free. And we have the obligation to be able to pass it on to future generations. And as Ronald Reagan says, it doesn't get passed on in your DNA. Each generation has to fight for it. Hmm. Well, Matt, I want to build on what you were saying, that you don't just wake up one day and become a brave constitutional rights and civil liberties activist like you. Um, what was one of your early stories about a major obstacle you faced and you really had to push through with perseverance and resilience? And how did you stay encouraged despite this big challenge? Could you share with us a story like that? Well, you know, when I was in high school, I was very quiet. I was very shy. I would walk down the hallway and <laughs> I would look at the tops of my shoes rather than, you know, people wow. face to face. Last thing I thought I was going to be doing is arguing in courts, and certainly I would never think I'd argue before the United States Supreme Court. But, you know, in giving my life to the Lord and then just taking those uh, challenges one little bite at a time, eventually the Lord prepared me for the things that I had no idea were in my future. I, I didn't know I would become dean of a law school and take a law school through all levels of accreditation. So it's just really... Uh, baby steps, if you will, uh, where the Lord prepares you uh, step by step to take you places where you didn't think you were going. In fact, uh, the Gospel of John, at the very end of the passage, uh, it's talking about Peter. And it says, you know, when you're we're young, you, you, you basically clothe yourself. When you get older, somebody else directs you. Mm. It's talking about how Peter was ultimately going to eventually give his life for the Lord that he betrayed. Uh, he wasn't quite prepared for that, but the Lord prepared him for that over time. So I would say to people, God has an incredible plan for each one of us, and he has a plan that's above and above, beyond what you could ask, imagine, or think. And just take one step at a time, one day at a time, and he will reveal that plan to you as you move forward and do things beyond what you could possibly imagine. That's good. Now, you've given us a lot of wisdom and a lot of advice and you've taken one step at a time, day by day, what's one of the accomplishments that you feel the most proud of? Well, I think uh, the, one of the most uh, important accomplishments is what happened in the last two years, overturning Roe v. Wade and overturning uh, the Lemon Test. Now we have to, now that we've gained that ground, we have to expand it and maintain the ground. And the other accomplishment is uh, launching a K through 12 uh, Christian online academy to train a whole new generation of children from kindergarten up. And our vision is to move beyond kindergarten through 12th grade to college and university as well, to have this uh, incredible base of education because our educational system, as you know, is, is broken. It's certainly challenged and we can't keep on doing the same thing. So we have uh, been very blessed to work with so many good people and uh, we're very excited about one of the new uh, ventures that we're doing with our Covenant Journey Academy, which is our K through 12 
full-service online uh, Christian-based education. Wow, that's great. What can our audience do to support Liberty Council? They can go to Liberty Council's website. It's very simple. It's just lc.org, Liberty Council, lc.org. There's lots of information there. You can sign up for some of our emails that we send out on a regular basis. You can donate online as well and find other resources, lc.org. lc.org. And I was on your website earlier and preparing to talk with you and saw some of your amazing work that you're doing in the big cases. What's some of the big cases you'd like to highlight for us? Well, we just filed a petition to the Supreme Court uh, this week uh, with regards to healthcare workers out of Maine. And it's a big issue, a clash between uh, the federal law and state law. Uh, we have a petition that is pending there on Sandra Merritt, and she is the individual who was one of the undercover videographers regarding Planned Parenthood's baby body parts for sale scheme. Uh, that uh, could likely go to the U.S. Supreme Court. It's a huge issue uh, that is against Planned Parenthood pending before the U.S. Supreme Court, and that's just one of many, many cases that we're involved in. Yeah, it's interesting that instead of criminalizing the behavior of selling baby body parts, yeah. they criminalize the undercover investigative journalist. That's right, and if this case were to stand, it would literally uh, be a very big um, threat to any undercover journalist in the right. country. In fact, in, in California, we actually argued uh, just before this case, there was a PETA. In fact, PETA uh, filed an amicus brief in our support at the Court of Appeals because mm -hmm. they did undercover investigation of animal abuse sure. with the hidden cameras and so forth. And it ultimately changed the animal abuse that they were trying to uncover and expose. Uh, Kim Davis, or, I mean, uh, Sandra Merritt and David Delighton did the same thing with this unbelievable uh, undercover uh, documentary or video that was all done in public places where people were bragging about harvesting baby body parts and selling them for enormous amounts of profit. They should be behind bars. They should be punished. But in fact, what happened is the journalists are the ones uh, going to, to court. We have this case at the U.S. Supreme Court. It's a $16 million judgment in the lower court on behalf of Planned Parenthood against our clients, uh, which is outrageous. And then we're going to the criminal trial later uh, this fall wow. with regards to the same issue. All this started with Kamala Harris and then later Xavier Becerra, the, the then Attorney Generals of California, now in the uh, Biden administration.